And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, it's a tale of two stories about the Oklahoma wheat crop as drought continues to impact the state. Oklahoma State University small grain specialist Dr. Amanda Silva provides an update on the wheat crop. The Oklahoma wheat production this year is a mixed bag. So we have some fields that are looking good. Of course, not up to our yield potential, but looking good considering our conditions. And we, we have some fields that there is not even wheat there. So very unfortunate. Silva says what good wheat is available may be used for hay. There is a lot of need for hay, and so that's that's a point, too, because there are some good-looking wheat fields, but the need for hay is so high, and the prices of it are also good, so we may not see those fields being cut for grain also. Comparing this year's wheat to that of last year, Silva said both years have been tough years to grow winter wheat in. Both tough years, very dry. I think the main difference is just the timing that we got the rain and where we got the rains. I would say that that's the biggest shift. It's just the the regions of of the state this year that are doing a little bit better than the others like Southwest in comparison to North Central. That's Oklahoma State University small grain specialist, Dr. Amanda Silva. Well, with the abundant cheese plants in Wisconsin, for most people, it's not too hard to find squeaky fresh cheese, curds, and feathery string cheese. However, that's not the case once you get outside of America's dairy land. That's where Maggie Becker, University of Wisconsin-Madison graduate student, and her research into preserving the squeak in the string for longer comes in. My project is looking at extending the performance shelf life of both string cheese and fresh cheese curds. So we're looking at the stringiness of string cheese and how that changes over time and trying to extend the stringiness because it really only lasts for probably the first two weeks to a month. And and then with the squeakiness of the fresh cheese curds, we're looking at why the cheese curds are squeaking and what is happening in the cheese to cause the loss of squeakiness. Then trying to determine ways to extend the squeakiness shelf life of fresh cheese curds. Becker says that customers are looking for a full sensory experience with their snacks. A lot of it has to do with the sensory experience of taking the string cheese and peeling it. They want to see something interesting happening there. They don't want to see just like a not very stringy piece of string cheese. They want to see those nice defined feathers and fibers in the cheese. They don't see much of that from the cheese that they buy at the store currently because the fibers fuse back together and you lose that stringiness. So I think it really has to do with just the experience that they have while eating their snacks and same with the squeakiness it's all about that squeaky experience you really need the squeak in order to tell if it's a really fresh cheese curd now there is a lot of science behind holding on to the squeak and the string for longer that's something the grad student is digging into We think it has to do with changes in the insoluble calcium content. So you have calcium binding the proteins together in these nice long fibers. But over time, there's shifts in the calcium equilibrium. So they start to dissolve out of the protein cluster. That could be deteriorating the fibrous structure. And also proteolysis will come in and chop down those proteins into smaller fragments, also weakening the cheese sort of destroying that fibrous structure and they just kind of all meld together over time. As a string cheese researcher, Maggie answers one of the most important questions about string cheese, to peel or to chomp. 
It's definitely up to their choice. I, I know the convenience of it. It's much more convenient than having to sit there and peel <laughs> the strings off. But there's just something so great about being able to use the functionality of the stringiness. I hope that if they have time to enjoy it, that they will. But if they're on the go, I, I do understand <laughs> taking a chomp out of it <laughs> instead of peeling. That's University of Wisconsin-Madison graduate student Maggie Becker. Well, the more efficiently crops take up nutrients, the better yield farmers get during harvest. Ross Bender, director of new product development with the Mosaic Company, talks about the importance of nutrient use efficiency. At a high level, nutrient use efficiency means maximizing the impact of our investment in fertilizer. At a macro level, our goal is to maximize that impact and have that plant recover as many of those nutrients as possible. That basically puts the plant into a position to be successful. That plant is developing the foundation for for that growing season. There are different ways to tackle it. One of the best tried and true approaches to tackling it is through something we call the four R's. Right source, right rate, right time, right place. Mosaic is a company that makes and operates in the crop nutrition space, aka fertilizer. So we have a particularly vested interest in the source, one of the four R's. Bender says Mosaic helps farmers get more out of their fertilizer applications. Everything that we know about the cycling of nutrients and the availability of nutrients is influenced by the biology of the soil. So we are particularly focused on advancing crop nutrition, mainly through the lens of how can we develop best-in-class biological tools to complement granular crop nutrition. We've launched some new technologies recently, one of which is Biopath. It is a fantastic technology with a consortium of microbacteria that enhance the efficiency of our crop nutrients. It can be used on or before planting or during the growing season, particularly as a tool to enhance nutrient use efficiency in corn. And he talks about where to go for more information. The best place for growers to connect with would be their local retailer, their trusted advisor, certified crop advisor, etc. But I really would encourage them also to visit cropnutrition.com. There is a lot of really good information on there about current technologies, future technologies, technologies, new biological tools. I would really encourage them to visit that website and learn more. Continued success in farming is going to mean learning more about your crops every year. I would encourage growers to continue to be a student of the crop. Farming is hard. Farming is really, really hard when you marry a unique genetic package with soil fertility and the weather. My goodness, there's all sorts of different combinations of factors that that crop will experience throughout the course of that growing season. So I really encourage growers to continue to learn, be a student of that crop. I wish them nothing but the very best in 2023. And again, that is Ross Bender with the Mosaic Company. And finally, Kerry Sifferath, Vice President of the U.S. Grains Council, says the biggest trade challenge that they are dealing with right now, which is also an ongoing issue, is Mexico banning U.S. GMO white corn imports. USTR has been involved and asked for formal consultations, um, and it's, it's, it's in that process of having those consultations with Mexico. We'll see what the, the next step is from USTR going forward on that. But, you know, we've been working with the importers and end users on the ground in, in Mexico to work through this. The good thing is we still have the majority of our corn that goes to Mexico is yellow corn, and that's still flowing. Sifarat says that decisions like this need to stay on scientific merit. Standing up for the scientific basis of the safety of those products for any use, whether it's human consumption or livestock feed going forward. At issue is white corn, which accounts for 4% of Mexico's imports of U.S. corn. It is used primarily for making tortillas. That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day. Thanks for joining us.